Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Crosswires. We previously talked with Cody from Mac Telecom Networks and obviously had quite a, a unified bias on that show all about their equipment and why it might be great for your home and small business. Now, as you probably figured out, Unify is a software-defined networking product, and that means you need a software controller. Well, my guest today is part of a team who make that requirement a little bit less confusing. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Alex from Hostify. Hi, James. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah, thank you very much for joining me. So, before we get into Hostify and sort of explain to people what it is and what it does and why they may consider it over a Unify controller... Or let me rephrase that, over a self-hosted Unified Controller. Can you tell people a little bit about yourself? Because you've only very recently joined my team at Hostify, so this is um, a bit of a baptism of fire for you. Yeah, I've only just joined Hostify. Last, that's actually my third week at, at the company. Um, the team, the team's great. We've got, uh, Riley's seems to have hired quite a unique sort of band of people. So they've got some of the guys used to work at Ubiquiti, for example, and myself and another guy called Evan do blogs on the side and then I've, I've used to work at Wisps as well so we've got quite a good good background of experience for looking after our customers and, and working out all the how-to guides that we make so awesome yeah and, and, what, and what's your background Alex so you because I get with you you've done a little bit of, of tech writing before I believe yeah I, I run my own blog um, last 10 nearly 10 years now um, and I used to work at a Wisp um, in, the, in, this, in the UK for the last 7 years so I've got quite a good experience with Ubiquity hardware, which goes hand in hand with Hostify quite well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And for those listeners wondering what on earth a Wisp is, and that's a wireless ISP, so that's typically sort of more rural areas, I guess, where you've yeah. got a provider with really nice. Typically, is it tend does it tend to be Unify gear that's deployed within a Wisp? It, well, it depends. It, it could be. Uh, well, no, it won't be the Unify gear. It'll be the Air Max uh, side oh, of, of stuff. Yeah, so Air Max, Air Fibre, LTU, and then some other Wisps use different manufacturers that uh, Cambium and that sort of thing. So it's, it could be anything, really. And you could go all the way up to uh, Serragon, which do uh, dedicated license back or point-to-points. So, but yeah, in the in the Ubiquiti world, they've got Air Fibre and all the other bits and pieces. So Awesome. So, Hostify. Yes. What on earth? I mean, we've kind of given away a little bit about what Hostify is, but... How did Hostify get started, and what is it? What exactly is the service? So Riley started Hostify in about 2018 as sort of a side project, from what I remember. He was well, employed somewhere else and then worked on Hostify, and then his employer found out and he got he got fired, basically, because um, oh. he was working on some other software project on the side. Right. Um, or got let off or fired, whichever the term is. So he, he worked on Hostify full-time in his garage, and the problem it solves is if you have a massive area where you've got Unify gear, switches, routers, and APs, uh, there's only so much uh, an on-premise hardware controller can take care of. So something like a UDM or a cloud key, there's there's a set limit of how much it can do. Yes, someone could go out and host their own controller, but there's a bit of expertise known in that. So if you could go to AWS and host your own, but it, it could go wrong, or if you know what I mean. So yeah. Hostify will do what's kind of a managed service. So they'll they'll host the Unify controller on their cloud for you, well on our cloud for you. And then they'll do the manage updates. So occasionally the Unify controller can have a botched update. So the Hostify team will test that update and, if needed, skip skip a version. Right. So also Hostify has been dabbling in pro services as well. So some of the team will do consulting, essentially, um, which is quite a, a good avenue to go down. 
Awesome. So, and, and Matt, I think you've hit the nail on my head there. So, one thing that, obviously, say, for example, you've got a cloud key, um, so you've got one of the Gen 2s, be it the Gen 2 itself or the Gen 2 Plus, and these are... So, when we talked with Cody, obviously, we, we drilled a little bit over the Dream Router. Now, that Dream Router has a unified controller built into it. It does. But it will yeah. only handle... I don't know off the top of my head the number of devices, but it's not a huge amount of devices because I'm... Each device that you adopt obviously has to be managed, and that takes resources, that takes you know processing power, memory, and so these devices, you know, they are they only have a limited amount of that resource. Even you know the nice big UDM Pro SEs yeah. have a, a hardware limit on the number of devices that can be adopted. And as you said, the next step up is to roll your own, and that can be you know people you know in the home people might do that on a Raspberry Pi. Again, if you've only got a few unified devices. It probably works. Yeah. But when you're talking of mission-critical infrastructure, and I guess a good example of this would be something like a sports stadium. Oh, definitely. Scale of, of wireless access points is always an interesting one for me to get my head around, but you, know, you could have potentially hundreds of oh, access yeah. points in a deployment, plus all the switches, plus if they've gone, you know, well, I was going to say if they've gone full breed, unify, uh, protect, but of course, there's a slight snag there in that there only <laughs> ubiquity hardware can run unify, protect. So, host, just to be clear, hostify unfortunately can't run unify, protect because unify, uh, ubiquity just don't make that possible for anyone but their own. Yeah, when Riley got hostify started, he did he did actually host unify video, the mm. sort of the predecessor to protect. So it was was a short period of time protect and video overlapped, but he, that's uh, that's been discontinued since that service. Yeah, they, they, uh, they've gone in all in on protect. Yeah, but I guess that also it does mean, of course, that you can, uh, as a business, you can have Hostify running the SDN, running the network side, yeah. and then you can have the dedicated because Ubiquiti do make standalone, well, not standalone, but they make UNVR controllers. You know, proper they protect do, yeah. dedicated devices. You could have those. Those will be those in turn will be managed by Hostify. But it means that you've got, A, the scale, because I'm going to assume, and please do correct me if I'm wrong here, let's say you've got a client, let's take let's take the Emirates Stadium, for example. I don't know if they are a client, I don't know if they use Ubiquiti, but let's say they are building a new super-duper spectator stand and they want to add more Wi-Fi. Because Hostify is cloud-based, you can scale their instance to grow with the number of devices that they're adding. Is that a fair, a fair assumption? Yeah, so... Once once someone's server gets to a limit where it, it looks like it can't handle any more devices, well, we'll get an alert and we can reach out to them and, and let them know that they're probably getting to the limit of how many devices they can run on one server. And how so how does this... Because one question I always have is, you know, we're talking about, you know, having your network controller be off-prem, be in the cloud. What happens if something goes... And something goes wrong with the internet connectivity? Because... I assume that the controller is required for configuration, but even if a controller is unavailable, whatever you've configured will still work. It's not like all your network traffic is going through that controller. That's correct, yeah. So the, if the APs lose lose their controller, they'll just assume the the worst and just say, okay, we're just we're just going to carry on how how we think we should run on. There's no dependence on the controller to to run, if you know what I mean. So they've been configured. But so the whole idea of a unified controller is to make that is, is to deploy those configurations out to those APs out yep. of those switches, or you would lose if the controller became unavailable. And, of course, that really depends on, I'm guessing that's more a factor of, of connectivity from the site 
rather than, look, let's be honest, you know, you guys are a cloud service, so things can go wrong. But I'm going to, again, assume that you've got plenty of resiliency, plenty of redundancy built in to keep your customers' mission critical stuff going up. Yeah, so Hostify uses Vulture as a as a back end basically. Um and Vulture have got a very large scale server deployment across the world. So and Vulture do their own backups, but Hostify also takes off site backups as well. So we've got a script that will take uh, the the backups and store them somewhere else. Um so in case there's any any sort of problem. Or I guess in case someone screws up a configuration because it happens. People make mistakes in, in configuration. <laughs> so yeah we've got Completely separate backups to Vulture, and then um, just make sure everything's, everything's fine, really. Excellent. In terms of sort of pricing points, we're, let, let's say that I, I was wanting to host for a small business. I wanted to say, okay, I don't want the headache of a, of a unified controller on-prem. I want uh, you know someone I can trust yeah. to host that for me, to keep it up to date. And I'll come back to those updates in a moment because you touched on something earlier, which is really interesting. What would be sort of a po- point of entry, the price point of entry for someone looking at Hostify? So the, the, the least expensive plan that Hostify offers at the moment is $99 a month. That's for about 250 unified devices. So it's 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 more aimed at a business environment than a home. Well, yeah, there, there, used to be a, there used to be a free plan that Hostify offered, but... I think that got a bit out of hand, possibly. Um, I can imagine. Was, yeah, yeah. I think, from what I remember, I think it, I think it got a bit out of hand. So, but it's it's ninety nine dollars for for the UISP version, and then the the same for the host the Unify version. Okay. So it's the same amount of devices on each one. Right, because Unify have now branched out a little bit into they've now got these new UISP, and I'm guessing they're more aimed at Wisps than they they really are. Yeah, yeah. The, the UISP line has got. So they've got PoE switches, and they're all they're all twenty four volt PoE. So the only devices that can run that are the the Emacs stuff, really. So it's it's well, really designed for Wisps, which is awesome that they've got those two product lines. Because effectively, you know, if you're talking a, a Wisp, again, this is me. Maybe I've watched a lot of. Um, there's a guy called um, another guy called Alex actually, uh, who does. Um, I think I know who you mean. Yeah, the TechFlow. Um, Techflow, yeah, uh, Mars Bar. Um, That's it. And yeah. he he runs a little uh, wisp out of his uh, parents' place. He does, yeah. It's very impressive, actually. Yeah, I mean, he's you know for such a, a young guy, he's done incredible stuff. But the reason I mention him is whenever I've seen tours of his stuff, most of his stuff is ubiquity. Yeah, he's a big ubiquity fan. Um, it's such a good but, price point. It's it's yeah. There's the very little learning exp- learning curve with it, and it's just such a good price. And there's no license fees, so. Sort of a win-win, really. Well, that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? Whereas the, the bigger players, like your Cisco's, Cisco, of course, you have to pay ongoing license fee, fees yeah. for equipment. And let's be, um, as we talk with Cody, they are not easy devices to learn. You really need to have that certification to understand a Cisco switch. Whereas me, with no very little experience of Unify, I did a Unify deployment in a couple of hours. Yeah. You know, bar, bar the actual, you know, fixing the things to the wall, which I absolutely did not do. I had uh, one of the team do that for me because, yeah, me drilling into walls, not a good idea. As I mentioned <laughs> with Cody, it's really not a good idea. But, you know, the UISP stuff you'd have for managing the WISP, and then, you know, if you're doing a whole deployment for a customer, you might put in a, a UDR in their home for them to have their, you know, have an, uh, their uh, sort of private connection. Yeah, I've got a UDI for testing, so I've been doing some videos for Hostify on it this week. Um, and it's it's sort of it's definitely the entry point because it can only run it can only run two applications at once. Yeah, um, which is a bit 
It's, it's definitely for a home environment, yeah. And effectively, realistically speaking, it's only, when we say two applications at once, it's realistically only one application at once because you have to run oh, yeah. the network yeah. controller. So yeah. I guess, but I mean, you know, again, for a home environment, you know, you, you run Protect on it because I can't. I don't know about you, Alex, but I can't see anyone at home running Unify Access. No, or um, Talk as well. I can't see any. Uh, maybe a small <laughs> business, but a small business would be better served probably by a UDM. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The only thing nice about it is the POE ports on it. Yes. So that's that's quite helpful. Yeah. So a home environment, perfect. You could run one camera off it, and well, maybe two cameras. Yeah. And then. That's, that's it, basically. Well, as I said with Cody, you know, you've got the option to run those wonderful little flex mini switches as well. Yeah. Those, those are just... Those are fantastic. They really are. So, talking about um, updates, because you mentioned, obviously, sometimes we know there have been issues with the Unify network updates. Things have gone wrong. But because Hostify, because you are doing this on scale, and because you have that experience... I'm going to, again, assume that there's a team who will say, okay, the latest Unify network software is out. Let's run this through its paces in our test environment, make sure there's no issues, do all that qualification testing, and then you can say, yeah, this is good to go. We'll now deploy this out to our to our customers with an agreed time frame. Now, of course, as we mentioned earlier, because updating the controller doesn't take down the network, it means you can do those updates. And that's maybe something where you've got a little, a huge advantage in a Unify network over, say, a traditional, you know, maybe an all-in-one router. If you're a small business and you've got an all-in-one router and it needs an update, assuming it ever gets updates, to update a traditional router, say, for example, your ISP router or, you know, your business ISP router, you have to restart the thing. That isn't yeah. a, a problem, with a unified network that's got a hostified controller because taking down the controller isn't going to take down the network. All it's going to do is stop you making configuration changes for a short time. Yeah, con- uh, absolutely. So uh, you'll see that we'll tweet out whenever we roll an update out that we'll, we'll, we'll boast that none of the devices that we manage were rebooted. So I think I think Riley pushed out uh, one of the latest updates yesterday and it said 280,000 devices were, were connected and not rebooted. So it's sort of showing that we will run we'll run the unify update and nothing nothing gets restarted on for a customer perspective so just quite nice which is fantastic um, yeah. but yeah yeah so as you mentioned with the updates so we'll we'll get we'll see that ubiquity's released an update and then we'll we'll do some tests on our own and then we'll we'll push it out where uh, in a very very staged release so it's it's not all at once just in case well inevitably something something might go wrong but that makes sense and of course i assume that also means that hostify as a business because you're not only managing the unified con- i'm again going to assume you're not only managing the unified controller updates but through that unified controller actually that's a good question because there's the unified controller updates and members of firmware updates with devices itself is that down to your customers to manage or is that something hostify manage as well yeah we don't get involved in the device updates for the APs and the switches um, that's down to the customer to do what they feel they, they need to do right. um, I mean some customers might have the auto updates turned on but uh, we wouldn't recommend doing that just because you could just take the APs offline at the wrong the day, yeah so. absolutely wrong yeah. moment yeah absolutely so yeah. really this is all about 
the unified controller having that managed and as you, as you sort of said earlier this is when we talked to Cody we're talking about you know home networking small business network this really jumps into the bigger networks you're you're, you're more you're this is not for example to take a, an example from pop culture this isn't something that say Dunder Mifflin Scranton would run this might be something that say Dunder Mifflin Corporate might run and might use and might because Again, correct me if I'm wrong, with Hostify, because you've got that central controller instance and Unify has the concept of sites, could a larger-scale business have a Hostify instance and manage all of their branch offices through that yeah. one Hostify? Yeah, and I think, I think a lot of customers do. So we could have a customer as an MSP, and they could manage a load of customers themselves, um, but they just, didn't, they just don't want to get involved with the... With the installation of the unified controller so yeah definitely definitely that's something that customers definitely do absolutely of course that means yeah. that you guys are handling not only the unify controller updates but you're managing the security uh, the security patches for the underlying host os everything like that those things that are real headaches for an it team to manage and it just it takes- can be yeah. yeah yeah well uh, you're right they can be it's not to be fair it's not always the case for headaches but it's one less thing to worry about, yeah. To worry about. It's one less thing to to have on that checklist of, okay, I need to check for updates on this VM, this VM. Because um, from what I've seen, a lot of people will run the unified controllers in a VM on a, you know, something like a, um, a VMware stack or a, oh, what's one that Tom Lawrence always goes on about? Um, oh, XCPNG. Again, it's just a fantastic product. And so we've, we've talked a little bit about the use case. One question, and I don't know if, you, if we can't talk about this, we can absolutely cut this bit, so don't worry. Obviously, this is a service that is... You guys aren't doing anything contrary to Unify's terms. You're, you're, they make the controller available for anyone to host. Yep. Has has there been any sort of run-in with Ubiquity over this? Because they're not offering this service. They're not offering a cloud-based well, it's quite interesting, actually. Yeah, they used to. So I think Riley's mentioned over the years that at the time when Hostify launched, Ubiquiti also launched their cloud. I don't know if you've seen that their cloud um, unified controllers as well. well so it was. Okay. No. I think it was. I think it was cheaper than what Hostify was doing. But they just as soon as Hostify was launched, I think they fizzled it out. Um, I've heard. I've heard that some people were actually using those controllers, and Ubiquiti hadn't even updated them. They were still on like version five. So Ooh. a lot of customers have come to us and said. We're on this. Can you move? Can we get off it? Basically, um, I have seen they have launched Unified Cloud recently as well, but I'm not. We, we haven't delved into that and see what it see what it offers. But Riley's very open with the ongoing to the company, so there has been a run in with Ubiquiti in the past. I think it was something to do with the on the Hostify website. You've got the screenshots of Unify and the screenshots of UISP. I mm-hmm. think they didn't like the Ubiquiti logo shown, so ah. I think we had to take that off. Um, I think that, that was the only thing that's okay. happened really. And to be fair, that's not an unreasonable um, because, but you know, obviously you are a separate entity. You are not affiliated with Ubiquiti. You are offering a service, and unfortunately, people these days do get confused if they see um, the logo of a vendor. They immediately assume that you must be affiliated with that vendor. I've worked in in sort of reseller scenarios, and people just assume because you are a reseller that you are effectively that company and you know some of the support tickets I've seen have been very interesting because they've assumed that the company I worked for are the vendor uh, obviously I can't I can't name any names but you, 
and it, it causes some headache. But obviously, being very distinct. But again, you know, you hit on that where it because Hostify and obviously Riley's very much focused on providing the best unified controller experience for your customers. That's what you're focused on. You guys don't have to worry about being an MSP. You don't have to worry about, you know, as you said, you don't have to worry about managing hardware updates. That's for your clients to do. So you can be really focused on providing a best scalable unified controller experience for those people who who have grown beyond the limits of a on-prem controller. And yeah, definitely. Of course, your customers, I assume, don't need a um, ubiquity account because... No, they yeah. don't, actually. No, because that's something. Yeah, they can they can get one if they yeah. want to. Yeah, they can put the um, they can put their controller in the the unified portal mm-hmm. if they want to. Um, but no, the the no ability count's not not required. Because so. I believe that's something that's been required. But certainly for UDMs and I think even a cloud. I seem to remember a cloud key Gen two requires it now. Um, I might be wrong on that one. I seem to. I know the UDR certainly does, but they require you to have a ubiquity single sign-on to use the platform. Yeah. So once everything moved to Unify OS, Ubiquity started to require single sign-on accounts. They have had a bit of a backlash I've seen on the forums with it. So as of as of this recording at the moment, you can skip the SSO sign-in okay. on those devices. That's good. So I've set up a UDR about five times this week just for videos. <laughs> and there's a there's a there's a thing for there's a, you can skip it and make a local account. So brilliant. So let let's say that we've got you've got a business. They are doing a new Unify deployment. They have a new site. And they've got all their ubiquity gear ready to go into the new site. They've got the, you know, they've got the gateways. Although I guess te- hmm, that's okay. So yeah, you know, maybe that's another question I can ask. Um, but how easy is it for a company to, for a company to get on board if they're building a new site and they are using Hostify? Because how do they then do the discovery to adopt all those APs if they haven't got an on-prem controller? How easy is that for them to do? Um, should be fairly easy because you can. It, it hasn't been updated in a little while, but there is a Chrome extension that you could do a Ubiquiti Layer Two discovery, oh. so you can then get the IPs of each one. Okay. Um, That's really handy. Ubiquiti seems to be replacing it because it's a. It's the security on it's not great. I don't think, right. but um, with Wi-Fi Man, so Wi-Fi Man you can get for the the desktop and the phone, so you could get the IPs off that way. As far as I believe, you just SSH into each, each device and then set the set inform to the. Okay, yes, that that makes a lot of sense. Yes, it's that inform URL which says, okay, this is the controller that I need to tell, that I need to be adopted. Um, And when we talk about adoption, for those who don't know Unify, adoption is a process whereby you tell a controller, okay, I want you to manage this new AP or this new switch that's that's been found on the network. And that's the whole idea, is it? And you name them. I mean, you know, we've we've talked a little bit about about the Unify interface. It really is gorgeous. And and just to be clear, Hostify don't put a layer on top of that. It is just a Unify controller. That's it. So there's nothing nothing that we we stick on top of it. The only thing we have been doing recently is we've got an amazing guy that does the dev behind the scenes. He's been exposing some bits and pieces out of the Unify into our own dashboard. So oh, that's nice. if you forget your username and password for your controller, you can reset it from the Hostify app oh, and then nice. log back in again with the default credentials. So we're sort of pulling a few bits and pieces out of it that we can. So A few little added extras, making things a little bit yeah. easier. Awesome. I know when I was talking to Cody, the one thing we were saying we'd love to see is a collaboration between the folks at NetGate and um, Ubiquity for, you oh, know, yeah. for a... PFSense integration into the Unify dashboard. I can't see it ever happening because Unify obviously, Ubiquiti no. obviously want to push the gateways. 
And mm. I guess that's maybe another question. So let's say that you have got a business. Because uh, I think there's a guy that's recently... You, I think you... Um, I'm guessing it was yourself who tweeted yourself, but you've got a guide for maybe uh, moving from a, U, uh, a, UD, a UDM to Hostify. So can you still use all the routing functionality of a UDM, all the gateway functionality, but be a be hosted controller-wise by Hostify? Or is there a, a requirement to use the UDM's network controller? Yeah, so just to make it clear, we, we can't... Hostify can't manage the, the UDM or the UDI. It's just, ah. it just, the device isn't sort of... You can't pull it out and adopt into Hostify. Right, okay. But yeah, your question about can you... So for a video this week, I was working on that, that article you're talking about, was moving from a, a UDR to a Hostify controller. And yes, you can... You can you can still definitely use the routing on the on the UDM if you need to. You're just pulling the the management out of the APs and, and pulling them on the Hostify controller. So yeah, but you wouldn't be able to. Yeah. But you what? So I guess what you would lose is you wouldn't then be able to manage the routing of the no. UDR or the UDM through Hostify because you just can't pull that controller out. Yeah, it just the the, the two aren't separable. Right. Okay. So, so for anyone, anyone yeah. want. So I guess then, really, what that means is that if people are wanting to use Hostify in their business, they need to avoid. Obviously, first of all, no one in a business should really be using the UDR unless you are a really small business. It's not. Yeah. It's not scalable for. I mean, I, a, a cafe would be probably a good. Yeah. A good. Uh, oh, but yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's amazing, you know, the spaces we forget that need managed networking. You know, I, I was talking to God at my church, for example. You wouldn't think a church would have a unified network. No. But actually, it makes perfect sense because, the, you know, the amount of people on a Sunday morning, you know, because honestly, the number of people who, this, you know, this isn't meant to be a, a thing about religion, but the number of people who don't bring physical Bibles or physical, you know, physical Bibles to a church anymore and have it all on yeah. a smartphone is incredible because technologies move forward. We rely on a good, stable network to play videos out. You know, we might have a promotional video for something. Uh, and, of course, we mm. rely on it for live streaming. And that's the thing that's really changed. So the places you might not think, usually, if I mean, I was talking to uh, Neil from RMC Retro, we plug Neil's channel a lot on this show because Neil's been such an inspiration and such a help in getting things sort of boosted. But at the cave down in Gloucestershire, yeah, they're really net, uh, unifying. But one thing he said is, I've never had to touch it. I've just configured it. I've yeah. never had to worry about it. So, I, But yeah. what that means then is just for those bigger businesses, if you're maybe part of an IT team in a bigger business and you think, okay, I, I'm fed up of having to manage my own unified controller or I want to move. They can do that, but there are then some limitations. That means, for example, if you do have a UDM, you won't be able to ma- you won't be able to migrate the whole thing. You can move the AP yeah. management and the switch management, but you'll still effectively have you'd effectively have two controllers at that point. You'd have one for the UDM and then one for uh, for the APs and switches, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. So if you are you know, someone who's maybe considering moving to Hostify, you won't be able to use your UDM or your um, or your UDR. Or what about the Cloud Key Gen 2s? I mean, because obviously they're controlling them themselves. They effectively become redundant. There's nothing on there that Hostify can manage. The only thing you could use it for is a, the, the Cloud Key Gen 2 Plus is the only is protect and access if you... Um, if you need to do to keep it, kind of thing. So that's true. But and those, you know, again, yeah. for a, for a, depending on your needs, they do make pretty decent protect controllers. 
Um, they do, yeah. yeah. They can manage a few cameras. Yeah. I think, you know, they're only two and a half inch drive in there, but they do okay. But what I was going to say, of course, is if you are wanting to use um, Hostify, you're, you really want to be looking one of the USGs for your gateway so that that can be managed through Hostify, is that? Yeah, I'd, I'd look at the UXG Pro, the new one, mm. um, possibly. We've, we've, I've, I've done a video on that one for Hostify uh, last last week, I think, of getting that adopted to Hostify. It's quite quite an easy process, really. Um, so it's the sort of the, the guts of a UDM Pro in a in the same form factor just as a router, really. Um, okay. It's got half the RAM, but... Um, but it is just, yeah, it's, a, it's it's just a security gateway. Yeah, it's not acting yeah. as a controller. That's really cool. And I'm guessing, again, a lot of your, you know, because we see a lot of mixes we talked about with Cody, and I know if you talk to Tom Lawrence from LTS, Tom will always say most of his client base, they recommend a PFSense gateway, but then with a Hawley managed Unify everything else. That seems to be the best, that's sort of the preferred way for quite a few larger installs, because the there's still some things that are lacking on them. Um, well, there's no high, ava- on the, no high availability on um, gateways no. from Ubiquiti at the moment, which is, that just seems such a glaring mistake. Mm. But I hope it's something they're working on, because the MVRs, you can, they just announced, they just announced a YouTube video a few weeks ago that you can finally be able to stack them. Yes, I saw so that. That's coming up at some point. So hopefully at some point they're getting... <laughs> They get into that direction of high availability, but I mean, let's not forget that it's taken them this long to get to a point where they've got any sort of even remotely redundant power sort of capability mm. in their devices, and that's through a dedicated device that they manufacture. And it's not really redundant power; it, no. it is and it isn't. It's a bit, it's a bit complicated because I don't think you can. I think you have to almost re. If you want to bring the mains back online, you have to reboot a device. So we're talking about the redundant power supply. It's it's called the USP RPS. That's it. It's not the same as having dual power supplies in. And again, that's what you'll find in maybe higher end. You know, if you've deployed your own PF Sense box or you've bought one of Netgate's rack mount units, which does have those dual PSUs, that's true yeah. redundant power. And, you know, in a data center environment, you're going to run that off power feed A, power feed B, because they will be hooked up. There's some wonderful videos by you know, people who work in data centers. And I will put a link, I'll find my videos, I'll put a link in there, giving you a tour of all that complicated power distribution, you know, in these huge data centers. And it, the whole world of, of networking and resilience is important because... Again, as we talked with Cody, your network is one of your most valuable assets. Is it fair to say that one of the key selling points of Hostify is A, having that headache taken away from you, and B, knowing that your mission-critical controllers are being looked after responsibly? Yeah, 100%. It's, it's one of the benefits, really, of, of handing, that, handing that responsibility over to someone else. Um, you just, all that, yeah, so you've got a, a smaller IT team that look after a few sites... It's it's one thing less to worry about, really. Absolutely, and again, it's all about about you know that trusting of that validation of those updates, and you know just taking that headache away. But again, at scale as well, you know, you could be a multi-billion-pound company, or you could have a couple, you could have a couple thousand sites. Yes, because again, you can scale your your plans will scale with your customers. Say, okay, you've now hit the limit of what this plan will do for you, and this server will do. Let's move you on to a new one. This is what it's going to cost. And this is how many devices you can get. How many did you say your your base plan was? It two hundred and fifty. Two hundred and fifty unified devices. Yeah, which right. seems like a lot, but again, it really depends on your your business, doesn't it? I mean, again, you yeah. know, warehouses and 
So again, for an MSP, you know, managed service provider, um, let, let's say um, I launched James's IT solutions and I'm managing, let's say I'm managing 25 clients in the, the Dorset area and each of them's got, say, a maximum of 25 devices, which again, mm. for small businesses, is very feasible. Then that means I'm only having to pay $99 per month to have all of those controllers. Effectively, although it's one controller... I've got all of us unlimited sites, so there's no restrictions on my sites, which is really cool. Because you know, you could you could see a business legitimately say, okay, well, for the for the ninety nine dollar plan, we'll give you five sites. You know, that could be a legitimate business model, but and maybe some ISPs do that. Maybe you have because you guys are not the you won't be the only player in this market. Um, a lot of MSPs will probably host their own unified controller for the exclusive use of their clients and then charge that on to their clients as a part of the service fee. Yeah, both both Chris and Tom do that from what I've gathered from their videos. So they, mm-hmm. they host, I think Tom definitely hosts something or hosts, hosts his own unified controller on his own VM. So yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And, but again, it's one of those it's one of those things. If you maybe you don't have the experience of, of installing unified controllers, but it it does it isn't just for the large businesses. It could be for an MSP. So lots of great use cases, and you know, seeing what you know, seeing again how open Riley's been mm. um, on you know on social media and how you know seeing that journey. It's one of the reasons I wanted to get you on the show to talk, um, Alex, is because. We're generally looking for companies who are doing something a little bit different, something that's not just your, uh, how to put this in the right terms, not your typical money grab IT product. Mm, it's definitely. genuine value. And that comes across, you know, um, what, you're not just sprouting off figures to me. You're telling me some real stories. And I hope everyone listening has got the impression that, you know, Alex and my team at Hostify really know what they're talking about. And they have a great product. So if you're in need of a hosted unified controller, maybe your iTeam's looking to upgrade your network capability. Maybe you're having trouble with your your controllers. You might be outgrowing them or you're just fed up of updating them. Reach out to the team at Hostify and see what they can do for you. So thank you, Alex. So where can people find more details about Hostify? Um, where can they reach out to yourselves to get uh, ask any questions? So they can go to hostify.com to sort of see all the plans and what we offer. Um, for Unify and UISP, and we're on we're on all the social social medias at Hostify underscore Net on Twitter, I think. Um, yep. So yeah, we've also got we sort of restarted our YouTube channel. So Riley's done the YouTube channel over the over the years, sort of in this in the sort of little bit part time. So I've I've taken over to doing the YouTube channel last few weeks. So there should be a lot more a lot more content. So <laughs> excellent. Well. Alex, thank you so much for your time. It's really been appreciated and it's been great to hear about all that Hostify are doing. Thank you. So thank you everyone for listening. I really hope you've enjoyed that insight into Hostify. You can follow us on Twitter at CrosswiresMG. You can email podcast at crosswires.net if you've got any questions or maybe if you've got a wonderful business story that you want to tell, reach out. I'm always looking for people to come and talk on the show. You can find all the show notes for this episode, which will, of course, include links to Hostify and some of Ubiquity's products that we've mentioned and the UISP range that you might be a bit, little bit interested in um, because, you know, WISPs are wonderful for, uh, for rural communities um, because, unfortunately, in this country, at least, our whole fibre rollout isn't exactly going to plan, um, to say the least. But do check that out. And, of course, check out our YouTube channel at crosswires.net forward slash YouTube. Thank you for listening, and we'll speak to you next week. Bye-bye.